Hello, listeners. This is your host and keeper, Kat. I don't have much to announce this week, so I'll keep things brief, except to say that while we do talk about Tim Hortons and Burger King in this episode, the BDS movement currently recommends a boycott of Burger King and the brands associated with their parent company, Restaurant Brands International, which includes Tim Hortons, Popeyes, and Firehouse Subs. We encourage you to support any and all boycotts recommended by the BDS movement. If you're on Blue Sky, you can find each of us individually at our usual handles. Normally, I'd say if you miss the shit posting, you'll find it on Blue Sky, but it's Blue Sky, so it's really kind of shit posting. Plus, it's a lot hornier than it was on Twitter. Um, that's like a universal for all of us. We've also elected to create a new Tumblr blog at Danger Square Media, where we'll be doing episode write ups, new game announcements, and general art sharing. If you don't use either platform but still want to keep up to date or just prefer a newsletter, email us at admin at dangersquare.ca with the subject line Danger Square Newsletter. That'll help us gauge whether or not we also want to start making an email distribution list so that you can get all those announcements in your inbox if social media isn't your thing or you prefer to have consistent communication in the event that some deranged billionaire buys another social media platform. If you'd like to support us, there are a few ways you can do that. First, you can tell someone about the show. We thrive on word of mouth, and our goofy brand of weird is the perfect thing to recommend to your friends, your polycule, your found family, your biological family, or your favorite skeptic. We're fans of good pods for their really neat shareability features, but whatever you prefer works for us. If you do leave a review, let us know via Skeet or Tumblr message, and you'll get a shout out on the show. Now, without further ado, let's save the world. Okay, so do you remember what happened last time we recorded? Riley explained the vision that she had of the people behind the curtain, or the people, like, the audience, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you guys went down to do some investigation after Euphrema said it was something fey, and said, don't take any free food to Riley, who took that very literally to the utmost extreme, including not wanting free chips and guac from the burrito place okay. because it was suspicious. <laughs> I, you know, at this point, I'm not taking any chances. Um, so you suspected immediately that you might have accidentally given your name to a fay by giving your name at the front desk when you booked the room. You laugh, but... It's a good, it's a good grift. It's, yeah. Um, so you tried to suss out whether or not the hotel manager was the Fay. You didn't do a very good job of it, but, you know. He did offer us free food. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> um, you then eavesdropped on some people who were whisper yelling about how it seemed like they wanted to maybe be the people who killed Robert Alvin, but, but actually... they also actually wanted to kill him and made a point to say just don't make it look like any of the predictions i hope you wrote them all down 
Uh, then you encounter the man himself, Robert Alvin, who sort of seems to be taking it rather jocularly, all things considered. He's uh, not too concerned about it because he's a television personality and TV personalities tend to get death threats all the time. Um, and he's kind of treating this all like it's a big joke. As you do. Uh, yeah. Then Riley attempted to do some scrying to see the future and saw Robert Elvin. That was about as well as usual. <laughs> spread eagle on the bed having been stabbed in the neck or like had his throat cut or something like that one of the one of those uh while that was happening euphrema was flirting with one of the would-be murderesses and then you guys riz who knew and then you guys went to get burritos and i believe that's everything in that episode it is the next day People had been setting up on Thursday, I believe, was what we were saying. So today, I think, is Friday, if I recall correctly. Probably? Uh, yeah, because it was like Thursday, Friday, Saturday conference, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think you should... Give me a second. I just completely blanked. Give me a um, second. I, I need to completely blank. My friends are in the bathroom getting... Doing augering in the toilet. Uh... <laughs> Let's say uh, both of you have dreams. Who would like to hear about their dream first? And we'll play out exactly what happens in that dream. I will volunteer as tribute, I guess. Um, Aaron raised their hand, but (laughs) it is an audio medium. And therefore does not count. (laughs) I also have roll 20 over your faces, so. I mean, I don't don't really blame you. Um, but, but very specifically, raising your hand on a podcast does not count as volunteering, so Erica. Worth a try. Um, Riley, you have a, quite frankly, an abject nightmare. You are on a stage. Not the same stage that you had previously seen, but the stage from your high school. And you are in costume. It is a... It's a situation where at your high school, not enough boys volunteered to be part of the musical. So a bunch of girls got cast in boy parts. It's like anti-Shakespeare. Yes. Uh, In in the sense that it is, um, it's too fruity for a lot of guys. (laughs) So many of them do not try out for the musical. Um, And the the thing is, um, it's like very far out of your range. To play Dick Deadeye in HMS Pinafore. Yeah. Nevertheless, you are playing and cast in a bass baritone role. You have completely forgotten the lyrics. You muddle through most of it, but it's just not going all that well. Especially because it's like your big number. You're in the middle of Kind Captain. It's not going well. And the crowd starts to boo. Like, it takes a lot to boo at high school theater, <laughs> but you are getting booed. And then you notice up in the sound booth, the lighting and sound booth that's way up at the top at the back of the auditorium, something that is very out of place for this dream. It's an image of TV psychic Robert Alvin. All right. An image in the sense that it's a projection it, or, or like a, a representation or it, it, is, it is him. It, yes and no. It is a still image. Like it's it's I guess it would be a projection um, and the more like a projected animated GIF. Um, and it is 
the arterial blood spurting out of his neck from where you saw his throat get cut in your scrying. Okay. Uh, and then you wake up in a cold sweat. Euphrema, would you like to hear about your dream? Uh, no. <laughs> but yes. Well, okay. Um... You are performing a British tar, also an HMS pinafore. I'm sorry, I'm not doing that to you. <laughs> what kind of high school does HMS pinafore? Oh, ours. We did we did that, and we did gondolieri or the gondoliers. Oh, oh my god. Yeah, my my drama teacher for the first two years, she retired after my sophomore year, was just utterly obsessed with Gilbert and Sullivan. And That's... then in college, when I was doing my opera minor, I was in Ayalante and Pirates of Penzance. So I've done a lot of Gilbert and Sullivan. <laughs> That's too much Gilbert and Sullivan for it, one it person, really is. I think. For any one life, no, no one should be exposed to that much. Um, no, but Euphrema, you do also find your yourself on a stage of sorts mm-hmm. um except it's not like a musical stage it is the center ring at a circus okay and you are dressed as a clown how does that clowniness make you feel while i've got you here <laughs> other than confused just confusion oh cool so you are riding a unicycle which is not a thing I think you can do in real life. Um, but you're riding a unicycle around the ring, and then you hear a little meep meep, and a clown car comes. And out of that clown car pile a bunch of people who you vaguely recognize from the convention the day before, all in you know various states of clown paint. Um, you know, you you have your typical, like, it, it's less white face clown, a little bit more of like the Auguste clown and like a couple of tramps, you know, typical circus clown stuff, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then you also see among those people the clowny visage of TV psychic Robert Alvin, except that when he exits the clown car, he has a pair of comically oversized shears sticking out of his back. And he stumbles into you, knocking you off your unicycle, which you managed to alight rather successfully from, despite the sudden physical contact. Yeah, you know, it's a dream. That that kind of thing happens. Mm Mm-hmm. And he says to you, as the last thing you recognize from your dream before you wake up, I've had a vision. And then you two wake up. And in fact, it's uncanny, if you'll just let me finish this one sentence, because the both of you go, (gasps) and wake up exactly at the same time. At any point during this dream, would you be able to get like a moment of lucidity to look around? I think so. I think that's that's a reasonable ask here. Um, Specifically, when the convention goers show up, I think she would be looking for like a very specific clown design in the mob. Yeah, I think that would be um, probably investigate a mystery if I were to put a word for it. Okay. Um, do, do Make success with an eight. Make success. Okay. Um, what are the questions that you want to ask here? You can ask one general question if you would like to use the general read a bad situation version, or if you'd like to ask one from the list, you can ask one from the list. I would like for you, Frema, to use the investigative a mystery to look for like a specific person in the mob of people dressed as clowns. 
yeah, I um, that is maybe not possible with the mixed success. Mm-hmm. If you had your like complete success, your ten plus, you would have been able to ask a specific question like that. But I think it's more a general scan, and no one specific except those people who you recognize from the convention stand out to you. Okay. So the two of you have woken up simultaneously. Mm. Oh, uh. Like, are we both, like, bolted upright in bed? Yeah, there was like a... <gasps> and then you woke up. Uh, I think your friend would look over to the other bed. Bad dream? Uh, y- yeah. Just mm. started off as one I have all the time about being in theater. Like, I don't know. I imagine every high school theater kid has those and not knowing my lines and same sort of thing I've had before. And then Robert Alvin showed up and he was dead, but he was like there. I don't dreams. I mean, dreams. Right. But uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Yep. So, so uh, stabbed in the back dead. Yeah. No. Same as what I saw yesterday. Today. What time is it? 730. Oh, yesterday. Um, I assume your dream was not about Pirates of Penzance. Uh, no. HMS Pinafore. HMS. I assume your dream was not about the HMS Pinafore? I I don't even know what that is, so no. Uh, You're lucky. Circus. Interesting. Is that a recurring dream for you? Not really, no. But but yeah, Robert Alvin stabbed in the back. Comically large scissors. Stabbed in the back with the scissors? Yeah. Okay, sorry. I want, it's a dream, you know. Who the scissors could have been walking around or something. Um, it was the circus. I right. It, Are you? Is, is that a dream you have a lot? No. Did I just ask that? Yes, you did. You did. God damn it! I'm tired. Euphrema is gonna grab like a notebook from her backpack and write down what the dream was real quick. Yes, I think you record both dreams in as much detail as both of you can remember. Mm-hmm. Um, and then your alarm goes off. Well, time to start the day, I guess. <sighs> up it's and at them. Up and at them. Up and at them. Damn it, cat. <laughs> uh, you mind if I shower first? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. I got stuff to do before anyway. Get in ready. Yeah, so I think the Make two up. of you get ready. Um, we don't need to play that out because that would take a useless amount of energy um but the convention is set to open at eight um which i think coincidentally is also around when continental breakfast ends if i recall it was like a six it was like a 6 a.m to 8 a.m sort of a deal it's like yeah, a it was like oddly early <laughs> awful um, they do that on purpose so that they don't actually have to feed that many people it saves them money yeah can't argue I can't. I just don't want to. So, um, the two of you head down. I think you probably grab, like, an English muffin and, like, a Thomas's bagel from the Continental Breakfast. Um, there is no waffle bar. The waffle iron is broken. It just says out of order on it. Um, This is why why I stay at Hilton's. The alternative is there are many bagel places within a very short drive that you could go to and get actual good bagels if you felt like it. There's a diner up the street. Yeah, but the convention's starting. That's kind of more important, unfortunately. Okay, yeah, I think, you know, you probably sustain yourself through the morning with, like, a Nature Valley bar or something like that, you know. The really dry and messy ones. Yes. Probably the cinnamon flavor rather than the default honey flavor. That makes sense. Um, But the convention is 
buzzing. There's a there's a very potent energy because it seems like Robert Alvin is fine. He's like in perfect health. But, yeah, but someone else is missing. Okay. Um, this is the type of convention where, because of how much your table costs, generally you set up and you stay at that table the entire time. Which means people get to the convention an hour before it opens to man their tables, right? And there is a conspicuously empty table for Tarot by Tara. Tara? Is that someone we met yesterday? I don't think so. Um, I think you, like, heard about her, but I don't think you met her. Like, yeah, interact. Probably walked by during the initial go-through. Um, that person, though, that you met yesterday, Yefrema, Madame Maya, yep. is at the table looking quite concerned. Would you like to approach? Yeah, let's do that. Okay, I need to remember the accent. <laughs> I had to oh, rewrite Yfrema. her name because I realized I couldn't read my own write- writing there. Euphrema, uh, Euphrema, no, that's Casimir Visions. I've blanked on the accent. Um, and in fact, I think maybe she has too. Okay. Uh, hey. Morning? By yourself today? Yeah, um, I don't know that I have a good flirt joke for that. Sorry. Um, there's... Everything, okay, everything okay. Um, no. My friend Tara is not here, and... I saw her last night just before we all went to bed. She was fine then. And just didn't show up today? Yeah. The only thing at her table when I came down was this card. And she holds up a five of cups. Euphrema, how much cardomancy do you know? I think we agreed Euphrema doesn't know a lot because it always seemed really complicated. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you don't know a lot of cardomancy. Um, yeah, would you be able to interpret it for me? Yeah, so the Five of Cups is the card that says, uh, you fucked up, bad things are happening, and it's your fault. Uh-huh. That's ominous to leave on your own table. Yeah, uh-huh. Or for someone else to leave on your table. It's certainly something. Okay, okay, okay. Like, is the rest of her stuff here? Like, uh- the cash box, no. The rest of her, like, like her equipment, I mean, like, she sort of just brings, like, a deck of cards with her. There's not a lot to, you know, you get your cash box and you get your deck of cards, and that's how cardomancy works, right? But, like, okay, are you two sharing a room? No. Okay, so Maya just slept in then. Nobody sleeps in at this convention. Do you know what room number she's in? Uh, 2.15, and I have already knocked on the door to check. Did you get the front desk to call? That's not a bad idea. I can have them make a call. Um... I, I can go take care of that. Okay. And it was um, Tara? Like, that's the name she would have signed in under? Uh, no. Likely, she probably, just because of matching credit cards and everything, had to use her real name, her shoot name, whatever you want to call it. Um... The name, the room should be under the name Yulia Utrana. And she uses a pseudonym? Sorry, I know I'm not really, like, involved in this conversation, but, like, if I were a psychic, that's the sort of name I would use. Yes. Yes, in fact. I I tried to convince her that Tarot by Tarot was a bad idea, but that's the name she wanted to use. The alliteration is even fully there. 
Like it's the heart. The heart wants what it wants, I suppose. You know, you pick your name in the early 2000s when Tara Reid is all the rage on VH1 or whatever, and you end up <laughs> stuck with just the worst name. I know who that is. I you could, could have been worse. She the drummer in Josie and the Pussycats. Okay, I don't talk to children. Um, so Euphrema. <laughs> Euphrema's just gonna be staring at Riley and then going back to Maya. <laughs> yes. You're willing to have the front desk make that call? Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll run up real quick and see if they can. Okay, um, I'm gonna stay here in case she comes down. Yeah, and watch your own table, I guess. Um, yeah, I guess I should watch, I should man my table. Um, okay, yeah. I'll come back and find you if we find out anything, okay? Yeah, that works. Uh, so you leave, and I guess you head to the front desk? Yeah, like, directly. R- reasonably so. Um... There's, it's not Braden Winters this morning who's manning the front desk. It's just some other hotel staff. The morning guy. Yeah, it's the morning person. Basically just handling all the checkouts. Yeah, like, her name tag says Margot. Good morning, Margot. Hi, how may I help you? I was hoping to get a courtesy call up to room 1216, right? No, I said 215. 215. That's like, there's no way this place has 12 floors. Can I get a courtesy call up to room 215? Uh, I'm going to need you to give me the name of the person you are calling. Um, we've had some issues with crank phone calls and I don't want to just forward a random phone call. No problem. Uh, I believe on record you'll find the name Yulia Utrena. Spell that? Uh, I believe it's with a J. Okay, I did write it down correctly then. Uh, it's a Y-U-L-I-A-U-T-R-E-N-A. I don't... Let me check. Hold on. Types on our membrane keyboard. Yeah, <laughs> I don't have a guest under that name. Really? Possibly under Tara? Uh, just a mononym? I'm, I'm up here for her friend. She hasn't shown up to her table for the convention today. Okay, um... Are you sure about the spelling on the surname? Not at all. I just kind of spelled it out. Okay. I have a Yulia Utrana. That could be it. Okay, I will make that call. All right, great. Thank you so much. So, um, it looks like there was no answer. I don't know that she's in her room. Yeah, okay. Thank you for trying. Yeah, of course. Um, is there anything else I can help you with? Uh, not right now, but I hope you have a good day. Uh, thank you. Then we'll just turn about and leave. <laughs> Okay. Okay, that that's probably not good. Are you going to be telling anyone about this? I mean, I'm still coming with, like, if we should go up there and check ourselves. Probably wouldn't hurt. Do you know how to, do you know how to open a lock? I, Sorry, that's not something I learned. I mean, but you probably explore abandoned places all the time. So all digital here? Well, yeah, but like, is that not something you know how to, I don't know how this works. So, okay. Yeah. Work. Mm-hmm. I tell you what, you stay down here, keep an eye out and I'll just run up real quick. Yeah. Sounds like a plan. Okay. Okay. Um, you from a, you run up the stairs. As makes sense. Why would you use an elevator? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the second floor. <laughs> uh, Riley, while Euphrema is gone, you are once again approached by TV psychic Robert Alvin. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, glad to see you're still alive. <laughs> As am I. Uh, you look like you may have had a rather interesting dream last night. That's a weird thing to say. No. Oh. 
I am psychic. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just, uh, you know, one of those dreams where I forgot the words to a song in a theater production. I imagine you get those, but like TV magic equivalent. Uh, may I Sorry. take your psychic. hand for Sorry. just one moment? Uh, yes. <laughs> I don't think there's any rules about hands. Good show. I, I one of one of my favorites from Gilbert and Sullivan. You not many people know Ayalante. Now, you just lied to me there, and I wonder why. <laughs> I it I tested you. Mm-hmm. For call me a skeptic, I guess I don't know. So what has that proved? Anything additional for you? Are you more willing to believe? Do you want to believe? You know, my dad has a poster in his office from X-Files, and I know that's a thing. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm here to enjoy. And so if you can take my hand, I I will try to less freak out and more be ooh-wah amazed. Um, I do need coffee quite badly. Um, so I'm sorry if my thoughts are rambly, but... Oh, that's quite all right. You did rather make me laugh just there. But, you know, if you can't say something coherent, you can at least say something funny. That's Riley, my dad's strategy I... teaching Latin. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Can I have you real quick do a roll to read a bad situation? <laughs> Why would I need to do that? <laughs> I don't get it. You best start believing in bad situations. Um. Yes, but I will have to scroll up, 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 up. Up. Read bad situation. Yikes. Hey, I get experience. <laughs> you have level enough at record pace. You have this, failed uh, almost this character. every roll. I think probably four out of five rolls I fail. Yeah. Makes sense, actually. You know, there's. Okay. Uh, you notice nothing amiss. Okay. Um, You get the sense he remains an Englishman. God damn it. <laughs> Um, so what, um, sorry, uh, first timer again here with my friend waiting for her. Um, what exciting things are happening today at the convention? If you have time to talk to me, I, you're probably busy. Like you're kind of the guest of honor, I think, right? My first panel's not for another hour or two. The green room here is excessively sycophantic. And I thought I, it might be more enjoyable to meet a skeptic. And so you went and found me knowing I'm a skeptic and then asking me about it? Just striking up conversation, trying to see if I can throw a little razzle and a little dazzle and bring someone over to the dark side, as it were. Ah, um, Star Wars. My dad has a poster of that in his office, too. I um, feel so immensely ancient talking to you. Uh, sorry oh no 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 it's you enjoy enjoy youth it lasts exactly too short that's kind of beautiful i think i'll remember that um well you uh enjoy i i hope you find other skeptics you'd be surprised how common they are at psychic conventions people show up here trying to prove something and very often with the typical vendors they find the proof they're looking for i feel like these days everyone's looking for youtube views and if that can come from going to a psychic convention and being anyhow yes if you can debunk a psychic you and james randy will become best friends (laughs) 
is that someone is that someone Riley should know? Because that's not someone Erica knows. <laughs> You're killing me. Uh, James Randi, famous for debunking psychics, like put up the million. He has the Randi million dollar prize where if you can demonstrably prove psychic ability, you are entitled to claim a million dollars from him. Um, recently deceased, um, but a well-known skeptic. Is there a reason you haven't claimed that prize? Uh, the, the question is, I guess, does does Riley know who James... Or did oh. you ask in character oh. who James Randy no, was? No, sorry. I <laughs> forgot I was out of character. Um, <laughs> no, Riley does not ask that. She just kind of uh, assumes that's like a um, a YouTuber that she hasn't heard of or something. And uh, she's like, yeah, uh, yep, that's... I should check on my friend. Sorry. Oh, yeah, no, of course. There's. Please don't let me keep you. But if you would like, I have a demonstration today at 10. Oh, uh, yeah, no, I will absolutely be there. Oh, weird. Um, do you want a free meal at the new hotel restaurant? You probably get all your meals for free. Sorry, I got a coupon. I'm just not going to use it. So I'll find someone to give it to. Are you absolutely? It's a very good restaurant. People keep saying that, but um, I just, you know, sensitive stomach. Uh, with a, with Italian food? That's it's like one of the he- safe foods. No, it's very greasy and heavy. Carbs. What a th- you have a very strange conception of Italian food and of... No, my mom loves Olive Garden. I shall take you up on your offer for free food. <laughs> okay, I give him the coupon. Um, so you go and look for Euphrema, I guess? I, yeah, if I only Euphrema's to get out probably of this situation. coming back down to the lobby at <laughs> yeah, this point. Yeah, I assume as much. Uh, it'll be a good time to meet. Uh, Euphrema, you come back empty-handed. No as luck. far as you can tell, there is no one in that room. Yeah, no, no one's responded to anything, like, short of actually breaking the door down. I, I gotta say she's not here. Oh, I, I really thought that was kind of your plan, was, like, to go in the room. Yeah, the electronic locks. Like, Look, lockpicking isn't my best skill, so... That, yeah, sorry, you from I, never you know, passed the bar exam. <laughs> I, uh, I shouldn't, you know, uh, teaches me for making assumptions. Um, I just figure you're going into a lot of old creepy haunted places that you're not supposed to be in yeah and the locks are crap there if we come across someone who knows how to lock pick we'll try again okay yeah fair enough um i ran into robert alvin oh again how did that go (laughs) um as bizarre as everything else at this convention so far so um not great (laughs) he (laughs) you really know how to pick them Um, yeah, he asked if I had a, no, he, he implied that I had a bad dream last night or something. It wasn't so much a question. And then he took my hand and commented on the musical from my nightmare. So I even tried to trick him into thinking it was a different musical, but that didn't work. So like, um, either he's really good at that cold calling thing that you were talking about, or, um, I don't know. Yeah. Okay, when he took your hand, what did you pay attention to? Um, Him or your hand? I guess my hand. He was, like, looking at, at it. Okay. Oh, um, and then he joked about still being alive. Uh, uh, he's giving a demonstration at 10 that I'm supposed to be at. Well, not supposed to. Like, I, it could be interesting. Um, but then he accepted a coupon for free food from me, which, like, I feel like he wouldn't if he were, like, in the know. 
if he if he thought you were a fay, he would. You know, even if it goes by that. Right. Okay, so Yeah, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. No. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure we took your hand, that was just misdirection on his part. I don't know what for though. Oh. He's so friggin' weird. I mean, between him and Casimir visions, I um did you say Casimir visions? Oh my god. You scared me. Sorry. Sorry. Um, <laughs> no, he's not actually. <laughs> he just throws his voice somehow. <laughs> um, this place is well, and all the other stuff. This place is weird. Okay. I have an idea. Is TV psychic Robert Elvin doing like demonstrations this weekend? He's doing one at 10 a.m. Okay, we're going to go to that, and we're going to watch him closely and not get distracted. After I go talk to Maya that uh, I can't find Tara anywhere. She didn't come in the front right. door while I was gone, did she? Um, not that I noticed. Okay. But again, apparently I'm not very good at noticing things, so. Okay, fair. <laughs> um, I'm going to run to the Dunkin' down the street. Do you want something? I need coffee. Yeah, j just a small is fine. Black? Sure. Uh, okay. That's also Aaron's Tim's order. Yep. I'm very boring. <laughs> you don't want a tomato and peanut butter in it? <laughs> Not in it, but on the side, maybe. <laughs> um. So, random aside, I had an idea the other day for um garlic and herb Timbits. Mm -hmm. You just oh get like God. a box full of like buttery garlic and herb fried dough. Yes. Quam, quam, and then you've eaten like three loaves of bread. <laughs> also, you could do arancini. Yeah, you could do Tim's Tim Barancini. <laughs> Tim. Um, do you order through the Dunkin' app for your rewards? Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, and, you know, uh, and for all the listeners who are wondering, uh, it is January, so the Christmas menu does trickle over. And so, you know, uh, your girl Riley is getting a non-fat, uh, probably 16-ounce peppermint mocha with uh, only half the usual number of shots of mocha syrup um, and no whipped cream. I love the... Probably no whipped cream. <laughs> the the, the, the non-fat extra whip is the silliest thing you can order at a coffee yes. place. <laughs> um <laughs> That's perfect, especially against Euphrema's small black coffee, which <laughs> comes in like one of those really shitty Dunkin' paper cups. Yeah, burns your hand They've immediately. They've mostly done away with their styrofoam. Um, this made me realize I, as a new Canadian, feel robbed because I have only ever lived in this country when Roll Up the Rim has been more like scan the QR code instead of actually rolling up the rim. Yeah, no, you got uh, you got screwed over on that. I got screwed over by fucking Burger King because Burger King owns Tim Hortons. Um, Euphrema, you are rel relatively quickly able to find um, Madame Maya. At her table, I assume? Yes. Any luck? No. Front desk didn't get anything. I went up to knock. Not great luck picking locks, so. That's okay. Um, yeah, Ugh. Uh, so, like, I have to, you have to wait, what, like, 36 hours before you file a missing persons report? Something like that, I think. So, 40, yeah. uh, 72, I, I don't, okay, um. Basically through the convention. Yeah, that's rough. Uh, for the listeners, no, you don't. You do I not have know. to wait a certain amount of time to follow, file a missing persons report if you genuinely think someone is missing. It's just a TV thing that they tell you the <laughs> you have to wait a certain number of days. 
It's just a TV thing. If someone in your life is genuinely missing, report them as soon as you realize it. We're on TV. If someone we... in your life is Robert Alvin, report them as soon as you realize it. <laughs> we, yes, we are technically on TV in this universe. I'm sure someone runs the app through a TV. So, um, yeah, I, I appreciate the help uh, regardless. Yeah, like, I'll keep an eye out as we're here at the convention still. But yeah, short of breaking down the door, I'm running out of ideas. That's okay. Um, can I give you something in exchange for the help? Is it a free reading? I don't really do. So, um, if you look at my sign, um, it says, um... That she specializes in past life regression and palmistry. <laughs> I mean, you've already read my palm, actually. Explore who you used to be. You know what? I got a few minutes to kill, sure. Okay. Um, have you ever been hypnotized before? No. Okay. Um, so then I just have a couple of questions that I'd like to go through with you. Um, so when you think about the happiest place you've ever been, what place do you think about? And she studies your face carefully as she asks. Okay, I think I have a good picture of what I'm working with. So what I'm going to need from you is I'm going to ask you to uh, come sit down. I have a nice chaise for you. Uh, and then we're going to... And she goes through a whole hypnotic induction. I will not do that to our listeners. Some of them may be driving. to our players. I mean, it only works on half the players, so... It, it works on all of the players. We just need to find the right induction. Anyway, um... So, Euphrema, you find yourself in a sort of head state where you've drowned out the noise of the convention, and it's like your focus has been drawn in specifically just to Madame Maya's voice. Mm -hmm. And she asks you to go back past your earliest memory, to the memories from before, from who you were in a past life. And she draws you back, and there's this feeling that she coaches you towards, and she coaches you towards this, that at one point in a past life, you were a Roman peasant woman. And she plants this idea in your head, and you kind of feel yourself going along with it, believing it a little bit. And then she goes back further, and it a another life bubbles up to the surface that you used to, at one point, uh, you... You lived in like Warring States era China. <laughs> there As again, a peasant, a peasant woman. <laughs> the, the <gen> Detecting <laughs> a theme here. Um, it, it's very obvious that she doesn't coach anyone into believing that they were someone important because, you know, there's falsifiable information about that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, um, and then you get the idea that you were, in ancient Mesopotamia, a castrati. <laughs> uh-huh. And you did a lot of drugs while being a priestess of Inanna. And that's as far back as she's able to go. Oh, we're not gonna go right back to, uh, being homo erectus. <laughs> That's for later. And you get brought back up. You've lived many interesting lives. I mean, hasn't interesting, then sure. I mean, uh, you know, there's interesting things about living a modest life. For example, when you were a Roman, I'm sure you had many kinds of different 
wonderful garums. <laughs> that's very much cat talking. You know, maybe that's why I travel so much now. You're always sort of stuck in one place, and the choice to be nomadic is a choice made by your past lives. I think that makes sense. Influenced by who you used to be, to become who you are today. In some ways, we all are. Well, I really do appreciate this, Maya. I think I have to go to a demonstration now, though. Okay, um, just, um, real quick before you go, if someone suggests something to you and you find yourself sort of just nodding along, um come back i will help you get the rest of the way out um have fun not sure if that's ominous or inviting it's genuine advice for someone who's just come out of trance okay fair that makes sense actually (laughs) so i think you meet up with riley who has been sort of standing outside the booth awkwardly for like the last 10 minutes (laughs) not the first time not the last time (laughs) at this convention (laughs) You are handed a black coffee. Right. You they even just... still have holiday cups. <laughs> they must have double ordered. Thanks, Riley. Uh-huh. So, a PA announcement reminding people that the Robert Alvin panel is about to begin and that you should queue outside of the Hudson room reminds you that you have somewhere to be within the next few minutes. Yep. So, we're going to have to rush over there to not be in the absolute back. I think you make it there. You get actually fairly reasonable seats. You're not all the way at the back, but you're like, I'd call it middle back. Okay. Far, the room far enough to see, but not to be noticed. Yes. The room itself is fairly full and the lights dim and then lasers come up on the stage. There's Hell fog yeah. machines and like some sort of ethereal EDM. So and it's very theatrical. I guess a psychic show and uh, a uh, MLM demonstration are pretty much the same. Yeah. Um, uh, some guy comes out on the stage, starts yelling BitConnect. <laughs> <laughs> that is a pre-pandemic deep cut. A little bit. Um, no, but um, like there is a camera recording the whole thing that that sort of goes a long way to explain the excessive theatricality mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and robert alvin comes out on stage and the crowd is cheering you know pretty pretty excitedly there's you know various like woos and yeah at least everyone is polluting a plate politely everyone is applauding politely at the very least welcome everyone Thank you for having me. I am, as you may or may not know, television psychic Robert Alvin. And today, I'm here to talk to you, that's right, all of you, about the things we see, about the people we can be, about who we are, where we are, and how we got here. You see, the thing that I have learned in my time on stage, in my time in front of a camera, and in my time working as a psychic is that Shakespeare was correct when he said that all the world's a stage. Or that might have been Getty Lee. I'm not sure who. It was Shakespeare. I'm, but I think my audience might be a little bit young for both of those jokes. Getty Lee was the general of the Confederacy, right? Riley asks to you from a sort of okay. <laughs> Lee is the lead singer of Rush, a Canadian rock band. Was- Only hipsters listen to them. For you see, we are all performing in every aspect of what we do. Each and every one of us playing the character of who we are. Each and every one of us 
with an invisible audience watching us, cheering, booing, jeering, but always, always watching. Trevor's going to like side-eye over to Riley. Riley's just trying to keep a straight face. Every action that we take has consequences. Every action that is taken against us is an opportunity. And so, I ask you to look around at your neighbors. Look to your left, look to your right. Odds are you know at least one of the people you've looked at. Ask yourself how they shaped who you have become. Ask yourself to look inside yourself and feel that influence. Pull at it. See what performing you've been doing. And then I will ask for a volunteer to come up on stage. Do I have any volunteers? Roman nudges Riley. <laughs> I would imagine he has sycophants in the audience, as he said. There's, there's a bunch of hands that shoot up, like, really yeah. super eager, like, waving hard. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, yes. How about you? And he points directly at Riley. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I walk onto stage. Um, as you walk onto the stage, surprise of surprises, you are performing for two crowds. <sighs> The actual crowd that is currently here, and that faceless gray crowd that you had seen when you attempted to do some magic. And that is where we will end the episode. Chiclet Dice is a part of Danger Square Productions. To support the work we do, visit our website, dangersquare.ca. Monster of the Week is written by Michael Sands and published by Evil Hat Productions. Remember, the best way to help the show is to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Good Pods and to tell a friend about the show. Word of mouth is the number one way a podcast gains new listeners and in a close second are five-star reviews. The theme song for Disaster Lesbian's Guide to the Apocalypse is My Mommy Dom Spit in My Mouth and Now I'm a Commie by Over My Dead Name. Visit linktr.ee slash omdn for Allison's other work. This episode features Aaron Connor as Euphrema Naylor. Aaron uses they-them pronoun. 40 Under 40 gay luminary Erica Belsauce played Riley Knutson. Erica uses any-all pronouns. This episode also featured me, Kathleen Hislop. I use it-its and she-her pronouns. Until next time, keep an eye out for anything weird. What an episode.